I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old mucker Fenners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. Well, what are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. What's occurring? What's occurring? How are you, mate? I'm all good. Probably a bit fresher than you. I mean... Yeah, you're looking nice and relaxed there. Oh, just chill, just chilling, mate. Yeah, just chilling. Nice uh, three and a half hours on the bike. And then I've actually got to make sure I watch the majority of the Giro to know what's going on. So <laughs> I actually had an afternoon watching a bike race pretty much all afternoon. You feel like a pundit, do you? I feel like an armchair critic, I think. It's so easy to sit back and go... What are they doing? Why is he doing that? And you keep you keep doing it, and you're like, <laughs> if someone was watching me, I'd be doing the same stupid shit. But um, yeah, uh, nice afternoon. How was that as mental and crazy hard as what it looked like? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Before we get into that though, um, I've been having breakfast on my Todd, mate, every day. Well, me and you normally do the same thing, don't we? Yeah, you, you just turn up as late as possible, don't you? Stay in bed as long as possible. Get down to breakfast, like, three hours before the race. We're starting at 12, 12.30, so you go down at 9, 9.30, have your breakfast, straight on the bus and go. All these boys, mate, must be they're just young, aren't they? Like, Max, just getting up dead early. Like, chill out. <laughs> no. Yeah, i I seen a photo of you the other day on your own. Yeah. And usually it's... Me and you doing that same thing where you go down late, have breakfast and go. It also saves you walking up the stairs one more time, doesn't it? That's, exactly, That's yeah. another bonus. You don't want to be walking back and forth to kitchen truck more than you have to, do you? Yeah, so the Plusky hung, has hung around just to see me each morning as I come in and then, but he soon leaves once I've got my coffee. But, um, yeah. <laughs> that's I'll, love for you. That's love, yeah. I'm not going to change though. I'm not getting up at eight just to have breakfast with them like four and a half hours before the start. Ridiculous. Do you know what? I quite like having breakfast on my own though, as well. Yeah, it is nice and peaceful. I got my own room as well, which is nice. Yeah, spend enough time with them fuckers, don't you? It's nice. I actually quite like when you go in there. Sometimes there's no one in there, and you can just zone out on your own. Talk yeah. to the chef. Yeah, watch yeah. breakfast TV. Rod, Rod was in today. Actually, that was quite good. You always get a bit of gossip off old Rod, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Talking oh, about God. so all sorts. Who we sign in? Oh, I can't, well, you know, I'd love to say, but, you know, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you after. All right, sound. Um, 
Mate, I've actually made quite a lot of notes for this podcast. So can I just fire it off? Well, let's get into it after this short break. Beat you to it. Boom. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Be thou still my strength and strength and Write in notes. What have you got? Yeah. Well, the first thing I got on my list, I've written Remco Egg. There's obviously an inside joke. Maybe it's just between the two riders or maybe it's amongst other people in the peloton. But at the neutral yesterday, an Astana rider put an egg in Remco's pocket and they both found it very funny. What the fuck is going on there, sir? Mate, no idea. We were speaking about that on the bus to start today. And uh, yeah, Dupluski, he, he has all the goss. You know, it's Dupluski and well, to be fair, all of them are mad for gossip, actually. They're all on the old um, social media. I, was, I told them at the start, I was like, boys, let's just stay off it, all right? Like, we don't need to hear, like, it's just full of negativity and there's a bit of positivity, but whatever you do, I was like, we don't need... Just, just stay off it. They're all just mad keen for it. Kids, mate. But anyway... Kids. They were speaking about it. And, uh, yeah, nobody knows. Don't know the backstory or anything. Apparently, Remco said afterwards, if he does it again, I'll whack it, I'll whack it on his head to see if it's boiled or not. So I don't think he appreciated it too much, <laughs> to be fair. Well, that's your mission then. By the next pod, get the load down there, mate. What's with that Remco and his egg? I'll go and ask him tomorrow, yeah. I've also, do you know what? Tell me about today first. Like, I come back and off the bike, like, I don't know, one, two o'clock. I thought, right, just before I shower, just get it on my phone, GCN, have a quick look. And it was just all, yeah, balls to the wall. There wasn't a break. So was it mental? Yeah. um, To be honest, though, my head was all over the place at the start because my Garmin mount to save a bit of weight is some stupid I don't know what it is but it's not metal it's some flimsy plastic and it snapped off basically so I had my Garmin in my back pocket after 10 minutes and you know like when you're so used to do you know what that's called? over engineering yeah or engineers were bloody just stupid <laughs> I can't knob-ed, think of a or, better word or, or knobhead engineers <laughs> yeah but so anyway I had the Garmin in my back pocket and for one, and you're just so used to having the time because, you know, your whole fuel in, you know, every 20 minutes or half an hour or whatever, you're like, right, I need to eat, whatever. Just so you... Oh, oh real professional, Garrett. 
Sorry, mate. Yeah, just just. Uh, you wouldn't do that on GTCC, would you? <laughs> no, it'd be on flight mode, and I'd be uh, yeah. I wouldn't be lying down having a massage either. But there we go. Um, don't don't change. <laughs> but um, yeah. So the one thing not having time threw me, and then also just your maps, like especially you know wet roads, just knowing what's coming. You get so used to just relying on that really, and just using that. So it was. And then my bike was like making a bit of a noise. The pedals were making a bit of a noise. So it was all a bit, um, I wasn't really too aware of what was going on. I just knew that it was, it felt pretty hard. And then um, at one point we did a descent, turned left onto this straight flat road. And this Glogue, is that how you say his name? Glogue? Yeah. Jumbo yeah. dude, a British guy from London, I think. And climber, a big talent, but he dropped the wheel. But, he didn't even attempt to close it, which was, I was like, come on. You know, like if you drop the wheel, you do everything you can to at least try, don't you? At least for a minute. Yeah, it's a certain level of responsibility. If you lose it, you close it. Yeah. It's like an unwritten rule, isn't it? So um, yeah. anyway, he, he lost the wheel and I was like, well, I'm not going through. I was about maybe four or five behind and uh, a few of them start chopping off with him, but it was just getting what bigger and bigger. It went up to about 20 seconds in the end. But Almeida, I knew Almeida was in the group and he had a bunch of UAE guys with him. So it was kind of all right. And um, they just rode full bore to bring it back and we got back on the, the next climb. But, you know, when you sat there thinking, oh, this could be interesting. <laughs> this could be a long day. If, yeah. uh, but it was so early on and the race was still happening in front. So it was kind of, um, that's why it was so hard for them to bring it back. But... I had a few boys with me, but I was just like, nah, don't pull, just leave it to UAE. And they did the job anyway. So, but um, it was just chaotic, mate. Like you say, it was um, it was hard. Like I've no idea how hard. I didn't have Garmin or anything downloaded or whatever. But um, I think Swifty said like, I don't know, when the break went, I've no idea about time. I think it was about an hour and a half. It was top of... God knows when it went. At least. No idea, mate. But it went after yeah. a long time and Swifty had averaged like 330-odd. Average, not right. normalised. That was with quite a few descents. Yeah. So it was on for sure. Um, and Quickstep were definitely um, working hard. And I think that paid at the end because, well, they had no one there, did they, at the end? Which, yeah, interesting that. Well, I can tell you, I can give you a confidence boost right now because if you say it was quite hard, mate that everyone was suffering. Like it was one line for so long, guys getting dropped, coming back, getting dropped, coming back, guys suffering. So <laughs> yeah, don't worry, mate. Guys were getting, every time guys were getting dropped. Yeah. Five guys, five guys, five guys. Well, that's good to hear. I was feeling all right then. I was, obviously I knew it was hard, but I was, you know, okay. So, um, but yeah, it's nice just to have that feedback, that confirmation that it is when you, you can just have a little, you know, flick the screen and see how many watts you're doing or whatever, but yeah. didn't have that luxury. But so, yeah, it did throw me a bit. Um, and then I just was on the radio. I was like, oh, Tosso, it was a DS. I was like, you got to tell me every 20 minutes. So every 20 minutes then I was like, oh, boy, sorry, but I need to know. So every 20 minutes when I wanted to just eat something, he'd be like, gee, it's 20 minutes. Gee, it's 20 minutes. <laughs> so every 20 minutes yeah. for the whole stage, he's saying that. But Swifty said he liked it, so... Oh, please, please don't let that become a thing. 
No. Say you hated it. Say you hated it, G. Otherwise, we're gonna have that every race now. No. Oh, G loves it. No, no, no. As, as long as I have a Garmin, uh, as long as I have time, I'm fine. Don't need that. So yeah, but the descents were. Um, I felt confident though. The day before, it rained at the end, and we had normal pressures. So then I was a bit right. more like, oh, this could be interesting. But today we started with wet pressures and um, it's about half a bar less. It's not massive anyway, but just felt real confident with the tyres actually, to be fair. And you can see quite a few other teams are just so nervous with it. And um, that gives you a little boost anyway, you know, when you just feel like so much quicker. But you don't you don't go any quicker because there's no point in risking it, but you just feel real comfortable at the speed you're at. So, yeah, but you know what it's like? It's just mad, isn't it? People dive bombing you. Oh, warfare. One thing I picked up on there is um, you mentioned quick quick step and not having a great deal of control. And as a armchair pundit, I definitely picked up on that. They seem to have very little control in the in the start. In the end, it worked out perfect for them. But probably more luck than anything else. And it'll be interesting to see that how that plays out across the course of the race. And whether these starts could really be their Achilles heel, even if they potentially have got the strongest guy. You know, if it gets into the second week and there's fatigue and they've lost a man and they've had to do a lot of work, whether, you know, the likes of yourselves and Jumbo will, you know, try and anticipate that. And it could be one of them where, you know, a group goes early and it's just on all day with a GC guy in the front. And looking at today, which wasn't the hardest start, I think they could really struggle yeah. to control the race. Yeah, like luckily they've got, they don't have the jersey now, but at the same time, you know what it's like. It's it's still a big onus on them. Like DSM have the jersey, they'll obviously you would think try to keep it because it's a big deal for them. But yeah, it it definitely exposed them, and for sure they're still going to have a bit of the weight of the race on them. Um, and you know, at the end, we, well, going back to the start again, briefly, um, you know, they were getting all hung up about McNulty, Pantani from last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. they they were going like properly hard to, to bring him back. He went quite a few times and they used some bullets to bring him back. He's already at five minutes. Like, okay, you don't want him to come back in the game, but at the same time, it's stage four. Like, if he's five minutes down already, like that's a ballsy move just to lose five minutes so you can get it back. Like there's a reason he's five minutes down, you would think, you know? Yeah, I mean, common sense says you can probably let him get, well, three, four, five, or even six and take the jersey and he's going to lose it again in the next 16 days. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, so that they didn't help themselves there. But um no, it will be interesting because obviously at the end we ended up riding. It wasn't the plan, but there was a bit of a drag race at the bottom, three or four teams, and then the Plusky out-drag raced everyone and just ended up just riding that pace. But, you know, today, you know, it showed how strong we were as a team. We had five guys there, but we're certainly not going to ride like that the whole race. We're not just going to help Remco. Like... As I said, I stay off social media. I don't listen to what anyone has to say. But for sure, people will be questioning our tactics there. Um, I mean, from the outside, from me, I mean, I, I'd say, you know, you get there 
and you either what a lot of people won't see is you either just set a tempo and ride the front and it was a steep climb so actually there's not a great difference between riding the wheels and you no. either do that and set it up as a team and one of you guys takes the wind which was Dupluski or you're just in this bubble in the swarm you're accelerating braking and behind it's not actually plain sailing it's still a bit of a shit fight on the climb so like you say it's not something you want to make a habit of but I think on that occasion yeah, it's not, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing was it yeah it made it easier for all us we could just ride there and at the same time we were just riding a tempo waiting for someone to go you know expecting some attacks and then once that starts it's game on then innit like we're not just yeah. keep riding and control it all um, but that didn't happen and I was quite surprised like yeah there was only 24 guys left it was obviously a tough day but yeah I, th- I think I just had decent legs today to be fair but long may, long may it continue it's a long Giro and so much can happen so um, yeah it'll be interesting to be fair mate I don't even know who won who won? Um, oh, God. I, I, do you know what? I seen him cross the line and I thought, right, I've got to remember that name. Oh, I know him as a, now. I know him as a rider, but I think his name's Perret. Perret? Who won, Marco? What team was he? Uh, AG2R. AG2R. Yeah. Fair play. Frenchman. Yeah, he was He was brilliant. Um, it was kind of one of them where... Legnesund from DSM who went on to take the pink jersey was with him and it was obvious that whose responsibility it was to ride for the time and then um, our AG to our dude capitalised on that but uh, uh, yeah I know the dude yeah super skinny yeah 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 yeah. he's a good rider he is Re- looks like me when I was seven <laughs> yeah and here's a stat whilst we're on the subject of breakaways are you ready for this yeah. So far this year, there's been 57 World Tour stages. And that was the first one where the breakaway won. No way. Yes, way. Blimey, Charlie. That's nuts, That's the isn't first it? breakaway win in a World first Tour race. First breakaway win in a World Tour race this year. You're going to no try way. and think of one now and prove me wrong, but I'm not. I am it. trying to think. That's bonkers. I can't be. Well, that, that's Mate, a great was, start, if that's right. Yeah. Come at me, bro. That, that's uh, 57. And every one, the breakaway's been caught. The breakaway has, hasn't been able to fight one out. Think of the races you've done. What, Catalonia? None. I haven't done that much racing, mate. <laughs> no. I was trying well, to think there we down go. under, but... Yeah, no, it wasn't in down it's under. Un, it's, un, it's unreal, that, isn't it? Not one breakaway. Yeah. It's good to see a breakaway win. I'm not, you know, when he, uh, the guy who took the jersey earned it, but you know, sometimes when you give the jersey away and like, sometimes a bit like, oh, that's, he's, he's got a bit of luck there, haven't he, getting that? Not, not the dude that's in it now. He, he, yeah, fair play to him. But sometimes, you know, when like a, a break gets 20, like that, you know, the dude that, um, Oscar Piero, like won the tour. Yeah. Yes. Like, something like that, that's a bit bonkers, isn't it? But Yeah. yeah v- Vokler did a similar thing, didn't he? And got 15 minutes in a breakaway and almost won the bloody tour. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, like you say, this guy deserved it. And actually, having watched the early attacks, he was one of the 
one of the one of the guys who attacked the most. Yeah, no, fair play to him. It'll be interesting to see what how they ride it. Like, hang on one second, I got a flip now. Got to get onto my front. Bear with me. All right, no worries. You crack on. I'll do some talking. The guy who attacked the most must have attacked 174 times was uh, was Ben Healy. This guy was like, he was pretty horny for that breakaway. Um, he just, mate, he just kept going and going and going. And you think if you just half the amount of times you went, but double the power type thing. But uh, yeah, just bide your time a bit, innit? Like, yeah, he's got some amazing legs, but yeah, bit too horny. That's the thing, though, when you're um, when you're too keen for the break, it's like a disadvantage almost, isn't it? It's almost like you need a teammate who's not trying to get into the break, but there's so much more objective about it and can just be like, right, now's a good moment, mate. Have a go. Because there was times when he was just away on his own, wasn't there? Yeah. I remember talking to Steve Cummins last year at the tour, actually, when we talked about breakaways. And he would like pinpoint maybe like three little kickers or three small climbs or three villages. And he'd go, I'm just going to commit three times, big time. You know, I'm going to yeah, go full yeah. gas on that climb. I'm going to take a risk on that descent. That's one. And he just, and if he didn't make it, he didn't make it. Whereas if you, sometimes the more you want it, the less you get it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because we spoke about that and because Pavel was just going to have a little look and time and so we were like, oh, if Swifty's, you know, in there, um, you know, Swifty can like be like, oh, now's now's a good time, boys. You know, have have a little look. But um, yeah, for seven was seven guys in the break one there. Like we were just yeah. like Pavel, just go if there's you know at least double figures in the breakaway. And it went on the descent in the end, didn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know what it's like when you've got an Ineos jersey and on. You know, teams don't really want you to go because you know what it's like on the bus, the meetings, like there's always like, don't let this team, that team or that team go. Uh, anyone yeah. else can. It's that type of thing. But no, the boys were strong today. Mate, that's, an, that's I've got two more things, three more things I wrote down and that was one of us. And I, the note was Ineos strongest. And what I was going to say about that is People will potentially say this is a biased opinion, but it's not. I'm going to try and, during the Giro, call a spade a spade. Um, and I think for many years, you know, you go back from like 2012 through to like potentially 1920. I think at most Grand Tours, we had the strongest leader and the strongest team. The last few years, I would, you know, I would question whether we had the strongest team at times. Um, yeah. You look at the Tour last year, Credit where it's due, you'd say Jumbo at the strongest team, for example. But what I've seen the first four days... Oh, we won team classement, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck Jumbo, <laughs> we were the strongest. Take that no, back. I know what you mean. Um, sure. But from what I've seen the first four days now, phew, that is one strong team. Like, every man looks incredible. Um, great to see Duplusky after, you know, he's had a tricky 18 months or whatever it is. Like he just looks incredible. He looks skinny. Looks like a looks like a beanpole. But yeah, as a team, yeah, got the strongest team from what it what it looks like. And uh, all of you look superb. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely good and encouraging. We just need to use that now in the right way. Um, 
Yeah. But one thing from the stage that you wouldn't have seen, mate, we went through a tunnel at the start, like um, when it was all kicking off, first 10K, half the tunnel, lights, second half, at least 200 metres, mate, it was pitch black. It was, it was so dodgy. And it's just like, that would never happen in any, any other sport. Can you imagine? No. Like, that's that's one thing that really grinds my gears, so to speak. It's just like, it's so reactive. Like, how can, there'll be no consequence for it. I got, I got fined the other day for pissing again because it was two <laughs> random people. When you're doing it on the move, you know, I can't help it if there's like two guys end up in the middle of nowhere. I was like, oh shit, okay. But they, they fined me for it. Do they get a fine for us going through a pitch black tunnel for 200 meters? No. It's ridiculous. And like, someone could get seriously hurt if there was a crash there. Like, I almost went into the back of Teo because he was slamming on because there was some jumbo guy in front of him breaking hard because the guy in front of him was breaking. You know, it's it's just a reaction, isn't it? The guys in the front break, you're 20 back, you're breaking harder. Imagine guys right at the back of the peloton, like, and they're doing 60k an hour. It's absolute, It's such a joke sometimes, this sport. <laughs> It's very um, reactive rather than proactive, isn't it, really? Like if, if there yeah. was a massive crash in that tunnel, it would be like, right, we've got to do something about black tunnels, you know, tunnels with no lights on. But because nothing happened and you sailed through it, you could go through the same tunnel next year and it would be the same. Yeah, but nothing, let's rewind nothing the clock. gets done about it. No, no journalists say anything about it. Nobody writes about it. They'll just be writing about, oh, Ineos helped Remco stay away, like, or whatever, helped him today at the final. Bullshit, mate. Yeah, so so you give a a woman and a, her young daughter, wasn't it, a golden shower? <laughs> no, so, so I, I went to start and then it, I saw... Oh, you can't help it, can you? Mate, loads of people were doing it, though. I, I'm sure I'm not just going to say they blame, they're out to get us, but... Um, they do this fair play thing where they have the fines and stuff. And Neasy, one of the DSs, sent it on the rider group. He's like, boys, just so you're aware, you're bottom of the fair play table because um, two, <laughs> two other guys got fined for pissing like the day after me. And we were like, oh, yeah, we don't ever go out trying to piss on people's trainers. But, you know, when you're doing it in the middle of nowhere and then suddenly there's two guys there, like... What you, everyone knows once you're in full flow it's hard to stop isn't it but yeah something we got to bear in mind because you don't want to be doing it obviously but it's just like it just oh it winds me up man when like they do Fuck, stupid that's, shit like that that's funny there's a fair play leaderboard and we're last <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like uh, Thomas Golden Shower not fair play <laughs> <laughs> oh but there we go oh mate um we haven't really spoke about yesterday either. And actually, I think we, we called it. Deserve, we deserve yeah. a pat on the back. I know it was pretty expected, but you said, um, you said Mads, I said Bling, and we got it right. <laughs> Other way around, mate. But we also. Nah, nah uh, I, I had Bling. <laughs> uh, I mean, right. you were second. You were second. That's, you know, first loser. So take it. Uh, but, um, and I, and I said Groves was obviously climbing well and, and going well. So, yeah, we called the, the podium, mate. That's that's big, that is. Um, we know our shit. Yeah. But yesterday was... Uh, what happened yesterday? Oh, yeah, the, we went up this... It was one of those days when you're riding, like, easy, 
and steady away for 150k then you hit the climb or the run into the climb it speeds up obviously fighting for position and then you do like um i don't know how long it was 15 minutes maybe at like six watts a kilo or something just like boom super hard and then you know you just feel terrible don't you for a, a good five minutes when you're getting into it and then you kind of get going then and you feel a bit better and then the descent was guys crashing everywhere and oh it wasn't too enjoyable but there was a bonus sprint at the bottom of the descent so in the Giro this year there's two sprints during the stage first one's for points for the jersey and then the second one is just three two and one time second bonus so this sprint was coming up and I was like Teo was behind me so I was like oh I'll help you out mate I'll just take you up to the front and you can sprint against Remco and Roglic and whoever else is there okay and I have to go go around this left hander and I'm at like 45 degrees like my back wheel oh, just like no. I can see my back wheel basically and I was just like oh mate if you want to go for it you just go I'm just gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> stay here in eighth wheel like um and then the sprint whew, similar thing really there was like a tight left with maybe 500 to go and I was just I don't know 20 back and I was just watching it thinking there's going to be some guys on the floor luckily there wasn't and then it was a long sweeping right luckily everyone stayed up as well and um, Bling rode it to perfection really didn't he you, yeah you must he rode a brilliant this. race yeah. yeah 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 he came out of that corner and he just took the speed no hesitation pap um, brilliant win and actually I've uh, my last note is I've made a man of the match for yesterday and today Oh, so in just a minute, we'll come back and I'll let you know my man of the match. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Be still my strength and strength and so, my man of the match yesterday was Filippo Zana, Italian champion, Mitchelton. Yeah. Do you know what I you think know? in my head every time I see him? It's a Go football on. chant. You're just a shit people Ghana. Shit people Ghana. Because he's also called Pipo, isn't he? Filippo Zana. Oh, fucking brilliant. <laughs> I was riding along and I just started That's one of the that. best things you've said on this podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, my man in the match is just a shit people Ghana. Oh. <laughs> Nothing against him. He's actually a good rider, but it's just quite Very funny with the names. Yeah, yeah. yeah it goes... But this fella just ripped the pelt on a new one. He was just going, going, going. Like him and one other fella, actually. I think it was Callum Scottson. Um, yeah, he's going well. Fair play. Really well. Yeah, them mm. two. I, it was a toss-up between them two. but And then it could have also given it to um, one of the Trek fellas. Well, a couple of the Trek guys, the way they come back. But Filippo Zana was a man in the match yesterday. And for today, my man of the match was Joseph Cerny. This man mm. was very strong. 
he um, <laughs> <laughs> he closed a lot of moves early and then he got dropped and I was like right okay he's gone he got dropped quite early and then obviously a lot of groups came back and a lot of people but this guy must have really fought in the cars and the convoy and groups to come back did some mad dog descents came back and rode for a long time and kept that break at bay so there's my two men of the matches yeah no fair match. play there was commitment from Cerny and Garner and uh, Betiol were both waving their hands at the motorbikes because I think he was getting quite close to the motorbike at times, but you just do it when you're riding, don't you? But that was quite funny. But um, when groups come back, though, it's so annoying because I know you won't say this because you're usually one of the guys coming back, but I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was Swifty and I was like, oh, God, the group's just come back. And it's always the guys that are, like, boxing on, like for the descent yeah, that's or me. dive yeah, bombing yeah. you yeah. yeah that's me oh. yeah. and it just like when it's whittled down and it's like 50, 60 guys everyone kind of just knows their place a bit more everyone's happy to you know just go down the hill like in a line and then a group comes back and they're like oh I've got to be at the front for this descent and they're dive bombing you and coming left, right and you're just like boys just chill out but yeah, those groups have come back. Oh, sod that's off. called that's called the knobhead group, the knobhead <laughs> group that comes back. Uh, but yeah. not fair play to them. You you got to keep fighting, haven't you? We've all been there. I've definitely been there. But yeah, that's it, mate. Um, so what's the days ahead? What we got in store, mate? Well, DSM got a jersey, so that'll be an interesting start tomorrow. It's um a tough it's a tough start. It's um a third cat climb after maybe. 10k gonna say it's pretty early on so right chances on. are breakaway will be fairly strong um and it's generally uphill the first 70 okay the last 100k generally down there's obviously some climbs along the way but and then the last don't know this is a bit of a guess but 30 okay is pretty flat um so you'd think it'd be you know maybe trek and Jaco might sort of ride for the stage again because um, it's the type of start 70 hard Ks where Cav and maybe Gavaria those guys are likely not to be there they'll get dropped so um, I'd say probably a bunch sprint between them guys again um, DSM I'm guessing they'll you'd think they want to keep the jersey no for as long as they can yes it's big yeah. for them yeah, huge. And I think, yeah, the only exception would be is just in case uh, a big, strong breakaway goes. But what's the like? What's our team's attitude towards that? Because for me, I'd take a step back and go, you know, if someone like Pipo could, get, you know, infiltrate that break, if it's, you know, if you said, right, if it's bigger than eight, then it's got a chance to go in the distance. Is the team like going down that route a little bit or not? Yeah, that's the impression I got at the start of the race. That we, you know, still try our chances for days like that. I don't know what the plan is, to be honest, because I haven't spoke to any of the DSs yet. But from my point of view, I think we should, um, yeah, have a look, have a go. You know, I think, like you say, Peepo, it's kind of one of them. It'd be it's kind of nice to have Swifty in the final because he can, you know, ride the front quite well and sort of keep you in position. But, you know... We, we've got a strong team and you know me and Teo are, are good enough to not look after ourselves because we've got other boys to help as well but yeah 
yeah, let's have a little look, I reckon. But it's it's a fine balance with knowing for one it's got you, you want it to stay away you don't want to just be in the break for the sake of being in the break um, no. and if Jaco and Trek are fully committed I think it should be a sprint but it depends as you say it depends on the size of the group it goes and you, you tell you can tell so much from when the race starts can't you I was going to say you assess what how they're, how organised they are you sense how committed they are and then come like if they're sending the guys K, in the break yeah, then you know they're not too bothered about riding all day. Like if Mads is jumping, that might be the easiest thing for them to do is just Mads just goes in the break. Yeah. And Bling goes in the break. Because that's how he's won his stages in the tour, isn't it? He just goes in the break yeah. and wins from that. So Yeah, it'd be interesting. It's it's one of them that's a toying cost, isn't it? Break or or um or sprint. So hopefully it's a break and hopefully people's in there and hopefully he wins. There you are, sports fans. There's my take <laughs> for tomorrow. Pipo wins. It's a very oh. ambitious. It's a big pick. call, yeah. Big yeah. call, but there we are. Oh, nice. I, I think I'll have to go um, sprint then, and Mads is going to get his revenge. Yeah, I think if it's a sprint, yeah, yeah, Mads. Well, no, I've said it now. People break away, win. Bella yeah. Italia. <laughs> we got to mix oh. up a bit, haven't we? All right, then, mate. Anything else to add? Where are we at? I don't think so. There's not much else. Oh, sense. actually, shout out to Stevie Williams. He crashed quite heavy today. The only other Did Welshman, he? he come down on the on on the big main descent of the day. He come down with Ulysses, um, one or two others, and he went down hard. And I thought, oh, I thought it looked like his collarbone, but he got back on. He finished um, in the Gruppetto somewhere. So Stevie, bite the bullet, son. Do Wales proud. Yeah. Gee, give him some wood. Give him some words of encouragement tomorrow. Yeah, I'll go up to him and give him a pat on the back. But um, we don't actually have any hotels booked for next week yet. In what sense? The organisers, apparently they changed the organisation, the company that sort the hotels, and we actually don't have accommodation next week yet. <laughs> We're going to end up in a campsite, mate. How crazy that is, is that? That's amazing. Um, yeah. well, amazingly bad but just Jesus Christ alright so if they do find like I don't understand like if they're struggling to find hotels we could be like have massive transfers if we're like you know from the finish or from the start like could be an interesting um, second half of the race mate the we're going to be re- we're going to be recording these podcasts at midnight <laughs> yeah oh jeepers we'll I'm see just how that goes my, anyway I'm just thinking of myself here <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> poor, poor Luke. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get to sleep, man. <laughs> I'm sure right, we'll be. Re- well, we'll be back right, in a couple of days, won't we? We sure will. When is it? Thursday, Friday, or something? Something like that. Yeah, we'll play it by ear. And um, mate, fucking good riding. Keep it up, and uh, make sure you get people up the road tomorrow, bud. Yeah, cheers, but I'll tell him at dinner. Have some extra pasta and the ammo. Okay, mate. Ciao, ciao. All right, ciao, ciao. I be
Crowd Network, a place where you belong.